episode 359. This has been an adventure for me, and I've gone through so many changes. I've had so many experiences that have really opened my eyes to the business side of things, which makes me even more excited and more fueled to keep going because it's not just the cars anymore. I got the world at my fingertips, you know? Welcome, aftermarketers, to Remarkable Results Radio. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hi, Carm Capriato here, and welcome to Remarkable Results Radio. Question, have you lost your enthusiasm to push forward to reinvent yourself to deal with changes in how business gets done today? An antidote to the aftermarket blues is to browse the catalog of podcasts that are conversations worth hearing. A collection of inspiration for the forever student. Hey, a shout out to new Facebook friends, Todd Black and George Devine. I'd so much appreciate your connection. Find them at remarkableresults.biz slash social. Hey, join me with thanking Federal Mogul Motor Parts and Garage Gurus for their support in making these long-form interviews free for you. Remember, for serious technical training and support, online, on-site, and on demand, Garage Gurus is everything you need to know. Spend some time and find out more at fmgaragegurus.com. Hey, are you listening to the new podcast for the record? It flows right inside your subscription, and it's on the website, too. Opinions from your aftermarket colleagues. Joining me in this episode is Mike Molesky, owner of PSK Performance in Pittsburgh, PA. Mike's story started at a Honda dealership. He knew his way around as a company boy, training all the time, and worked countless hours. And for a while, he felt disposable and underappreciated. And that's when he decided, just five years ago, to open his own shop, PSK Performance. Armed with the expertise, knowledge, and determination to right what was wrong with his work at the dealership, he shows appreciation and love to his own employees every day. Mike and I addressed his first five years, the issue of the technician shortage, labor rates, and growth plans. Many can relate to Mike's startup and five-year journey so far. Find Mike's bio and the key talking points at remarkableresults.biz slash E359. Now listen to the story of how Mike Molesky went from dealership technician to shop owner. A steep learning curve, he says, that he takes on every day. Hey, a warm welcome to Mike Molesky, PSK Performance, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing? I'm great, Mike. I'm just great. Five-year anniversary just, just went by us. Yeah, man, it's amazing. And you're just a young man, 12 years in the industry, five years as a business owner. Wish to, you could take it all back? I would do this all over again, over and over again, every time. Same result. That's why you're here. I want to talk about your energy, your excitement, and you know how quickly the five years passed. Getting into this field as a technician, everybody in the back of their mind has this dream of owning their own shop. But as they go through the daily motions, they realize, wow, this is stressful. Or wow, I don't know if I could do something like this. It could be overwhelming. And that's kind of how I thought until the day came where I was like, I just had that entrepreneurial urge to get out and do my own thing and treat customers the way I thought they should be treated and service vehicles the way that I think they should be serviced. And this just blew up for me. You know, I was a technician. I was not a, a business owner. I didn't go to business school, but this has been an adventure for me. And I've gone through so many changes. I've had so many experiences 
that have really opened my eyes to the business side of things, which makes me even more excited and more fueled to keep going because it's not just the cars anymore. I got the world at my fingertips, you know? Were you really nervous to leave a steady paycheck? More than anything. Luckily, at the time, you know, I wasn't married. I didn't have any kids and I didn't have a lot of roots that made me have to kind of reevaluate this, the major life change I would make. Uh, so it was easier for me to, to go for it. So it was in your gut. You knew you wanted to do this. You had to prove to the world that your methodology of running a shop was there and you just dove into the deep end of the pool. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, uh, put in my, my notice at my job and uh, I went for it and I, I didn't know what was going to come of it. So I just knew I had to keep working and make it happen. Mike, did you realize the dedication it was going to take of your bandwidth, brain power, time to really be uh, the CEO of your business? No, but I tell you what, I'm learning about it every day. Have you reached out to a business coach yet at, at your young area here in business? I have not reached out to a, an actual coach, but mentors every day. Okay. So you, you built yourself a network. I think you're telling me that a network of like-minded entrepreneurs like you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, in terms of business and on the technical side of things, all those amazing people I met at Vision come in handy. In fact, I was just talking to a group of guys. Um, a lot of them are the trained by techs that you know very well. And whenever I have a, I had a business question or I was making a business move, I just reached out to the group and we're all talking on this large chat and I'm getting feedback from all kinds of different techs, all kinds of different people in the business, different years of experience from all over the country. It's, I couldn't ask for anything more. You know, when I look at uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I just recently interviewed Paul Danner, obviously from the same area. Um, you know, Paul? Oh yeah, very well. Very well. Great guy. Uh, any connection to Rosedale College, you and him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I went to Rosedale, and he was my uh, engine performance and electrical instructor. And uh, we became friends in school. And I've I kept in touch with him ever since. There's times where I actually go back into the school and talk with the students uh, about diagnostics and its importance in the industry today. And I stay uh, as connected to the school as, a, as an alumni as I can. How cool is that? encouraging. Wow, great. When you think back to the five years, anything you are totally amazed about that you were you, you accomplished and you never thought you would? Well, to be honest, when I opened this place, I was open in the evenings after my main job and I was by myself. Now I have three other employees and this business, this vision helps pay for the lives of those people, you know, and uh, sometimes heavy lies the crown when you have to make your business decisions and realize that it's not just about you anymore, even though it's hard enough to do it that way. You have to consider the futures of these people that now work for you and give you so much of their time and energy and effort. I've had to learn a few new things because I, now I have to help take care of those people. And every decision I make is now multiplied when it comes to thinking of the effect that decision will have down to what days I want to be open the type of vehicle we work on, whatever the case may be, it's uh, it can be overwhelming at times. I won't lie to you. What are you working on? Uh, Euro, Asian, what's your specialty? The specialty here at PSK is primarily European 
because there aren't many other shops in the area that can take on the task of the European vehicles or they're too, uh, they're undertrained or under-equipped to handle them. So we do a lot of VW, Audi, Porsche, uh, Mercedes, BMW here. But I was a Honda guy for many years, so I still take in the, the Japanese vehicles as well. So you came from the Honda dealership, I believe. Yes, sir. Wow. And uh, were you really happy and content doing what you were doing? When I started working for Honda, I was a real uh, company boy. I spent months and months at Honda training facilities, getting my gold star uh, certifications with Honda. And I gave them everything that I had. When, I'm a, when I was an employee for someone else, they got everything I could give them because that's what they deserved, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I did all the training. I did all the work. I took on the hard jobs. I took on the hard to diagnose jobs those blood, sweat, and tears, and again, that effort that you give to your employer, I didn't feel like I was being appreciated at some points. And that's what drove me to say, hey, I don't know if I want to go through this again at another shop. you know." And then that's where the itch came about uh, opening my own business, doing things my own way, and not, you know, I would get results directly correlated to my actions and my decisions. You know, I could spend days and days and hours training and studying for them. And then being the highest certified technician in the dealership, being one of a handful of natural gas Honda certified technicians in the entire state of Pennsylvania. But in the end, you were disposable. Did that scar that you've just described to me change, uh, mark you to treat your people uh, the right way or at least differently? A hundred percent, Carm. I I show my appreciation on a daily basis when it comes to the things I say, when it comes to uh, the pay scale, everybody is appreciated and I make them aware that I love and appreciate everything that they do, the hard work. It's 95 degrees today here in Pittsburgh and Techs are out there sweating right now. So what do I do? Freeze pops and Gatorade for everybody. Yeah, boy. I'm talking with Mike Zralik, a technical product specialist with Federal Mogul Motor Parts. So you have this this van, and it's the Guru on the Go van, and it's all nicely decked out, and you, you drop by for lunches and learns. How do uh, shops get a chance to get that van to come to their place? Well, they can, of course call into our um, guru hotline and, and request it, they can talk to their parts distributor. You know, and, and through that channel, we can go out and do some training or even with us out in the field. You know, if they see us, we do various warehouse distributor type shows, many different events. We're out there everywhere. Just come by and ask and we'll be more than happy to come by. Hey, Mike, if I said you were a champion for Federal Mogul Motor Parts, would I be right? You betcha. So give me an example. I live, eat, breathe Federal Mogul on a daily basis. Um, you know, growing up, I being in, in the racing industry, I knew a lot about Moog. I loved Moog. Felpro, same thing. To go out and be able to talk about a company this big, this strong, it makes me happy every single day. I, I'm so excited to do it on a day-in and day-out basis. What are technicians saying after you're done with your presentation. When can you come back? They they want more day in and day out. They want more. And, and you have more to give. You've got so many key product lines in the industry. 
Oh, we we have a ton of product lines and a ton of training that's available, you know, with those product lines and, and on a technical side, too. How dazzled are the techs to see that compression-loaded ball joint with the pre-installed integral dust boot? They come unglued. They are so excited about that because less frustrations. You know, they've been dealing with issues in the field of damaging that boot during installation, and it just it makes it so much easier to put in. And it's a beautiful piece. Federal Mogul Motor Parks' Garage Gurus is your go-to source for the vehicle training, technology, and answers you need to keep your next job on track. On-site, online, or on-demand, the gurus are here to help keep your business and your career on the road to success. Visit fmgarageguru.com. Where are you learning the leadership piece of being a good CEO? A lot of it's coming from personal experience. Uh, another good bit of it is listening to the guests on your podcasts. Okay. And on your, uh, what is it, your Town Hall Academy? Yeah, absolutely. Listening, yeah, yeah. listening to these people that have been in this field and running businesses as long as I've been alive is a, is a, is a major help to me as an owner because, you know, you're reading a little bit of that person's book and they're talking about the key aspects, yeah. you know, so you get to cheat a little bit. You hear all the, all the pointers that they've gained from all the failures. So good to hear that. Do you think you're a mom and pop shop or are you something bigger right now? You know, that's kind of hard to say. I, I want to run like a mom and pop. I am personable with my customers like a mom and pop shop, but we don't have the dealer aspects. Everybody isn't just a number. Everyone has a name. But I would say I would like to be bigger than your your average small shop on the corner for so sure. You, so you get a plan, uh, what, a five, 10 year plan? Uh, you want to you grow? Oh, absolutely. Uh, if you're not growing and you're stagnant, what are you doing? So there is a plan. There is a plan to grow this facility. There's a plan to grow our staff. Uh, and then there is a plan to add another facility uh, in the 10-year range onto the other side of town uh, because Pittsburgh is basically uh, divided into the, the four cardinal directions of the northeast, south, and west. And the north side of our city has a lot of European clientele. And they all drive over here to us. And we hear about that from time to time. So in my mind, as of late, I've been thinking it could be beneficial to have another shop about five to 10 miles away on the other side of the city. Another location would probably flourish over there. And that is what's on uh, that's what's on the list of things to do, let me tell you. Yeah, you know, you're so right. I, I've been to Pittsburgh a bunch of times, and you talk about the hills dividing, you know, the communities out there and the rivers, and it's a beautiful place, but hard to go from here to there. It is what you would call, you know, in, in many states, some flat states, 10 miles is, is nothing. You, you know, going 60 miles to Walmart is nothing, but in Pittsburgh, 10 miles can mean 45 minutes to an hour sometimes. Up and down and around. That's <laughs> right. Um, is one of your strategies for growth to having a digital vehicle inspection plan program? That is actually on my Christmas list for this year. To be honest with you, yeah, I've been uh, I've been monitoring some of the pages, something like the uh, the ASAW group, seeing what everyone's putting out there for digital inspections and uh, companies everyone's liking because as we typically had a low volume but high. Um, high ticket kind of job happening here. We would have the big engine jobs, the big rebuilds, uh, the vehicle refurbishing with uh, rewiring systems, uh, a lot of custom work, things like that. 
low, low volume, high tickets, right? Well, now as the shop keeps getting more popular and more successful, I'm getting over overwhelmed with the amount of cars that come in or the ones that are here or dropped off in the morning. So I was actually just speaking with the office manager about that uh, yesterday, digital inspections to help cover our butt. So you're really saying we took anything we could get our hands on as we started our our life as a business and now it's evolving and now you're getting a following you're building trust and relationships these people are coming back and now you have to actually put the the business sense behind really taking care of our customers cars yeah that's where the the learning the business side is coming in for me and though i'm a man that loves using his lab scope you know i like getting in with my scan tool and figuring out a problem that's the kind of tech i am however the business side's kicking in and I'm liking it. I'm realizing, hey, we need a better system to allow us to look over customers' vehicles, uh, cover for you know exterior, interior damages, but also to help us sell and do it in a way that is really user-friendly for the tech and the customer. You know, They can just get an email with a list of all of these things with pictures and videos included and ask for anything more. If you've done any research, and maybe you haven't, maybe you haven't, what do you, what's the biggest challenge in picking one of the uh, systems that are out there? Any idea? Well, for me, it has been the, the customer feedback and user friendliness and the, of the uh, companies to help the clients uh, with anything from technical difficulties and updates to the systems, things like that. I've been looking at feedback from everyone because everybody, there's probably a question every two days about, you know, what digital inspection company do you have? And then it's down to what tablets do you need? Do I go to Best Buy? Do they supply the tablets, et cetera, et cetera. That's kind of what I've been soaking in for right now. Who's the easiest to use? There's enough stress in the day-to-day workings of a shop. I want my digital inspection system to work for me. Are you doing any hybrid repairs? Yeah, I was trained and certified in hybrid uh, when I worked for Honda. So I was very comfortable with uh, and learning the other brands as well and the way that their systems are set up, how they operate, safety features, et cetera. So yeah, hybrid's in the game. Excellent. Okay, you're a young guy. Oh, by the way, I love what you said. You know, you're you're a tech and you're appreciating more of what it takes to be the, the owner and the entrepreneur. Have you ever heard of the book, The E-Myth? I have heard of it on your show and on the ASAW group, but I have yet to read it okay. or listen to it. Well, my every listener who's listening to this is yelling through their speaker saying, <laughs> Mike, <laughs> go to Amazon, get it and ship, ship it in in two days and start reading that book. Uh, you've got so much great success going on right now. I think uh, the E-Myth will will really help you start making incredible decisions on systems and scaling and uh, and, and preparing yourself someday for succession or sale. Did that ever come through your mind as such a young person in business that someday I need to do everything right so that I can get out? Yeah, the exit strategy is something that you have to think about early to prepare for, for sure. And I want to, I think primarily, now this is the young drive in me, I want to build this company and this brand that I've created uh, to as big as I can get it. I want this company to be as big as it can be in all the right ways and have an overwhelming feeling of success uh, for me personally before I say, hey, I'm ready to pass the buck. Young guy, five years in business. What have you done with your labor rates? Have you, you know, so many times 
I, you know, I interview people and business coaches say, well, the first, one of the first things we did is we, we helped the guy increase his labor rates. Have you done any of that? Oh yeah. And that was also, um, in thanks to your show and, uh, all the, all of the guests that have been on it, what I've done is when I first opened, I was X amount. Now the, the cost per hour I know is relevant, is irrelevant because it's different in different areas, but let's just say that I'm almost double of what I opened at five years ago. Did you do math or did you just do go with gut? It was, A lot of it was gut. Now, when it comes to my parts, parts was a little bit of math. To be fair for everybody, I had to use uh, a matrix that would, that would that, yeah, that would absolutely make it fair and just for everyone because we know that the internet is really kicking the brick and mortar stores, but when it comes to parts pricing, so customers are always on edge about your parts pricing because they can go to Amazon and buy it for X amount. So what's your overall parts margin? You willing to share? Uh, typically we stick around 45% markup on nearly everything. No matter what your matrix is, depending on the, uh, the cost of the part, you're saying your average is 45? 45% on most of the service items that we use on a daily basis. I just heard a, uh, a major... <gasps> Sucking sound out there. Yeah. So you may you may get some phone calls. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be. What are you doing? You're not charging enough. You know what? Uh, you're in an evolutionary period, and I stopped to think about five years in business. No business coach, been successful, growing. I, I just love everything I hear. I love your passion, and I don't want to say that you can't afford or can't afford a business coach, but you know, are you, are you driving KPIs? Is is are you working with yourself doing that? Because so many business coaches help you in all those areas. Oh, no, I totally believe it. I just haven't gotten to that point okay, yet right. personally. And like I said, every, every day is a, a learning experience for me. And especially every, every show I listen to, every, every uh, other shop owner that I talk to gives me some sort of sound advice to help me apply that to my daily operations here. Now, the way I operate my shop is not perfect by any means, but it's obviously growing well, listen, I've done a lot of interviews with guys in their 10th year and they're struggling to death. And it sure sounds like you got some really good magic going and and I love it. Um, technician shortage. You told me, hey, it's one of our biggest industry challenges. What are you doing about it? For the technician shortage, I have been working with Rosedale in the realm of talking to the techs about um what is needed in today's technician? Uh, one of the things I do when I go talk in Paul Danner's classroom is tell them, hey, this stuff that he's teaching you, this is the future of a successful technician. Being the parts changer isn't going to make you money. Being able to fix that problem that nobody else can, that's where you come in. Because you fixed that one hard-to-fix car for someone, you now have that customer. I love it. And and you're really, and I guess I should sure encourage everyone to get out and speak and speak to the college. Are you on their advisory board, Mike? Yes, I ah, am. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. Yes. Okay. Ever consider an intern or bringing on an apprentice? Now, I know the business has got to get there, but say next hire, what would you be looking to do? Well, we actually just had an apprentice here for a while. Um, they were as green as they come. They were not uh, in school. They were not a uh, even a DIY. It was a, a young lady that wanted to learn the automotive trade. So we took on a newbie. And I wanted to do this because if everybody 
if it's so hard to find a technician, I've been I've been hiring another technician for three months, and I finally just just baited one, and he starts uh, the beginning of September. It has been hard to find technicians in our area. I wanted to grow one in house. That's been going on for about two and a half months. You just said an interesting word, baited one. <laughs> so what kind of worm did you use? The bait that I use to bring in the technicians is to let them know that their work is going to be appreciated. Now, that's something that is personal to me because, like I said previously, I didn't feel like my previous employer appreciated me and all the hard work that I put in. And a lot of these, a lot of these techs, I let them know now – there might be other larger business owners that disagree with this, but I say, listen, we're a small shop. There's a few of us here and everybody's work is directly correlated with the guy next to them. You know, we all have to work together. So I want you to perform the best that you can perform for us. I want to uh, support you the best that I can support you. So all the work gets done in a timely manner that everybody's safe, happy, content. You know, I want to make sure that our customers are, are treated properly. I love it. You're you're getting into the empathy side and you know into the heart and soul of a person and, and what they really expect and want from a, the, the next place they go to. Um, when you get ready to do more delegation as your business grows, Mike, what will be the next job you delegate? The next job that I'm going to give up is probably leaving the shop a hundred percent. That's probably going to be the next thing. You know, when I heard you say, God, I, I, I'm, I'm a techie, I'm, I'm in the bays. So many people tell me that when, you know, it is, you know, technician, bays, counter, office. Would you ever push yourself to the counter or leap, leap over that? Is someone actually service writing or are you doing that too? I do a little bit of writing. Uh, there's there's an, an office personnel that, that takes care of that, but... They are not as technical, and a lot of my customers are car guys that want their vehicle repaired, maintained, or modified, let's say. So I find myself standing up front as much as anywhere else these days. So I'm not going to say that I'm going to leap from the shop to the office and never be seen again, but the plan is to be out of the shop so I can help sell, I can help customer relations, I can help bring in more business. Um, it's hard to, for me to answer the phone or, or return emails when I'm in the back replacing a starter and doing an alignment, you know? <laughs> well, you are in a very typical growth pattern where there's probably not enough revenue to make that higher. And uh, I can't imagine your own personal frustrations of where you'd love to see the business go, but it, it's one day at a time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a, an adventure to say the least, every day I'm learning something and we're figuring out the next way to make something happen, but I wouldn't change it for anything. So great to do an interview with uh, a, a young individual in the in the industry, not the 12 years you've been around, but five years in business, and hear your startup story, and also hear where you'd love to be someday, and the fact that uh, you know, you're learning every day. Any advice that you would give to a person getting, you know, has that, that energy and that juice to want to do this on their own? I would say, make sure you listen to every bit of advice that comes in the door with a grain of salt and then make it work for you. Great advice. Mike Maleski, PSK Performance, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, thank you, Carm. Hey, thank you, Mike Maleski. You are a resource and an inspiration to every underappreciated tech who are confused but remain hopeful to work for an outstanding shop owner. 
who values people and talent. I'm looking forward to watching your business blossom. Find Mike's key talking points and website links at remarkableresults.biz slash E359. Hey, and don't forget, we've created a special category for automotive tech students. It's a compilation of must-listen-to interviews that will help our students see the huge opportunity and challenges they'll embrace while building a solid career in the aftermarket. Hey, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Email carm at remarkableresults.biz, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time...